Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, and Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And then just share a few cool stories about our latest boating adventures. And I guess, since I'm talking, I'll just lead off with my latest boating adventure on a little 15-foot. I'll I'll be back for the last 10 minutes of the show. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That'll work, too. But yeah, it was uh, pretty awesome. You know, Barry, the boater, and myself went down to uh, South Florida, and we did a little boating adventure. So Barry was with me. He witnessed it, and uh, we did a little diving for lobster in South Florida off to, off a little 12-foot rigid hull inflatable. Um, and I guess we can call it, say what the name of the boat was. Uh, the what, name of the boat, the seriously, the name of the boat is called the Little Whore. So uh, <laughs> Barry was concerned if we had to call for assistance on channel 16 at any yeah. time during the hour he was like i don't want to do if we have to do this this is going to be really embarrassing i'm like it's the name of your boat what are you going to do you didn't yeah, name it. my boat no then when you're pulling into a marina and you call them you hail the marina and say little whore needs a slip right exactly <laughs> don't they all <laughs> but uh you know that's, the, that's pretty good mike gets that one okay he gets he gets points gets boating yeah. points uh, okay. For that little adventure, but yeah, you no, know, that's the thing. Uh, you, you have some fun with your boating names every now and then. Why not? Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, this this little rigid inflatable handles the seas really nicely. Absolutely, uh, as opposed not well to some enough, other boats. evidently though. Well, if someone goes out and parties till one or two a.m. before the dive, not well, I first ex- of all, you're a liar. No, who would have? Who would have okay. done that? I don't Wait, know. Who, Maybe it was 11 or 12. I was, it, and actually, who I was in bed by 10.30 the night before, yeah. but I was out with some dive industry friends, and we had a rum tasting, yeah. and uh, we tasted rums from around the world, and when you start doing that, you have a tendency to taste probably more rum than you should. Well, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be a, a bottle at a time. Right. It, it Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was actually quality over quantity, but still, the quantity had a tendency to kind of do me in. But, I, I you know, I, I retired early, and I slept point, plenty point. Uh, plenty uh, along, and I felt fine the next day. But then in the afternoon, well, I'd say we went out around 11 a.m. on that little uh, inflatable. Things were fine, but we had two to four foot seas. When we got out of the inlet at uh, Port Everglades... And I was fine. I didn't feel anything until we got to our drop site and uh, started idling. And my buddy got his dive gear on. And while he was doing that, I was like, uh-oh, I think I'm going to blow. And it just hit me like, you know, like a ton of bricks. I'm like, oh, geez. And, and actually, I held it together. I was fine. I, get, I started to get my gear, jumped over the side of the boat. And uh, we were going to put the rest of our gear on in the water and before we did that, I was like, oh, that, here it comes. And so yeah. I got sick right there on the surface of the water. 
uh, you know. And, and Barry immediately grabbed his fishing rod. Right. Oh, He's I, like, I mean, hey, what are you doing over there? Feeding a fish? I'm like, well, yeah, we're doing a little chumming. Why not? I, I was trying to hand him his gear, and I kept seeing this floating stuff all around. Right. I, I said, hey, I'll just hold on a minute. From. Hold on. And then, you know, it took about 30 seconds. And I was like, all right, I'm fine. Let's go. And I got geared up, went down underwater, about halfway through the dive, threw up again. And then uh, got through. And then the, on the uh, surface. <laughs> yeah, about an hour later after the dive, got back to the surface. And as soon as I got back on the surface, I got sick again with the rolling waves. So, so what have we learned? Uh, don't we go out in. Greg is a liar. Don't go out into two, no. four, two to four foot seas after no, a rum no, tasting no. event when he, he does this. He does this every time we go lobster diving. What do you mean? Diving. What? No, you go out with your buddies the night before. You stay up late. You drink a lot, and then the next morning you want to start diving at eleven. We didn't get out to the dive site till noontime. That's when they got into the water, and it was already rough out there. Yeah, and your point is what? People, some people don't want to wake up at six. Actually, he he is early. totally incorrect because what happened <laughs> no. is they had some squalls come through around lunchtime. Because when we came back in, it was actually pretty flat, and the day before we dove. Uh, that oh. was on Thursday. It was beautiful. It was perfect conditions. Uh. So they had some little like thunder boomers or a little squall come through around ten ten thirty yet uh, on Thursday, and that's what, what got us. Here's what we, he doesn't understand, Patrick, is that we were going into the waves when we were heading out, so it seemed rougher. When we were coming back in, we had following seas, which made it seem smoother. No, it that's incorrect. When we were out on the, when I came up from the dive site, the the waves weren't nearly as big as when we started the dive an hour early. Barry, don't lie. Neither were you. You're stories. a liar. <laughs> uh, let, let me point out that the liar in the uh, Zoom meeting room is indeed Greg. I don't because, know what you're talking about. I'm in the studio. Can, I'm in the world of boating studio. What I know. the hell are you talking Which, about? Which none of us can get into right. because of COVID. Correct. But yet you're out gallivanting all over Southeast Florida <laughs> with fellow survivors and and at and at liquor tastings with uh, unmasked. Look, three out of, of four people. people on the dive boat had been uh, COVID survivors. Barry was the only one who was not. So, so, great. so you're, you're so, so Barry drew the short straws. What well, you're saying? He, he just once again, mean, it's all he didn't have any proof, uh, but he probably has had COVID as well. Uh, but but he just doesn't have any proof. But the other three people on the boat all have had it and recovered, and so really nobody was in in, in jeopardy on our on our little uh, on the little whore. Uh-huh. Yeah. So but there, the boat, just yeah. to the get boat. the record straight. So we were practicing a good form in that regard, uh, Patrick. Yeah, so and and Barry, how rumors. how was how. How was Greg's upchucking form? What would you give it on a scale of one to ten? Oh, this because you know he did get an Obie award or something like that for his uh, video on that Dima video where he uh, he actually played a drowning victim that threw up. Right, that's yeah. true. No, th- this was not this was not one of his better ones. It didn't have the projection that it should have. It was just like floaters all around. I was him. all I was business. Was coming from. I did not let it no, interfere no. with the mission at hand. <laughs> But I'll tell so you no when projectile bomb. So no projectile bomb. No, no, no but what uh, was interesting is when he came back up and he threw it for the last time, all it was left was green stuff coming out of him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was really nasty. <laughs> hey, do, does he does he heave or is he silent? No, he's quiet. Is he loud? Yeah. He's, he's quiet. quiet. You, you wouldn't have known without it. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want anyone to know. And luckily no, I didn't care if really. anyone know. I, I just yeah, was on no a drama. mission to catch lobster. We were uh and I wasn't gonna let, you know, a little uh you know, Liquor. vomit. 
you know, screw that up. So <laughs> it is what it is. You know, I've been playing, I've been seasick many a time before. And so I kind of know how to manage it properly without creating. Yeah, but, big, it, but really, yes. in, in six inch ripples, I mean, come on. It was two to four. <laughs> Barry tried to say we were in like six foot seas. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I never about? said we were in six foot seas. I said four to fives. Okay. And you know what it is yeah, today? Inches, today, four to yeah. five yeah. inches, Barry. Yeah, right. Uh, today, they're four foot rollers, and tomorrow's going to be eight footers coming up. Yeah. But, but that's you know, still pretty rolling. substantial in a in a in a twelve uh, foot boat, right? At the yeah. beginning of the dive, <laughs> the it was a little it was a little on the rough side, and it was probably pushing the force. But when we got done an hour later after the dive, it flattened off, and it wasn't above two. Oh, it was like being in a Disney ride. Every time we went up to the crest of a wave and then down to the trough. At the beginning, it was, it was not at oh, the yeah. end. We yeah, just we'll tell right CJ back. he got soaked. <laughs> yeah, on the so, way out. So this so this rigid inflatable. What was the outboard power on this thing? 60 horsepower Yamaha yeah. four stroke. Okay, so Greg finally found the boat that his Honda Ridgeline can tow safely. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> you guys. It, the engine may struggle a little. It actually is a pretty sweet little vessel, though. For doing this type it's, of stuff, we were just off off uh, shore in South Florida. We, I mean, we were we could have probably even swam to the site where we were uh, working. No, no, we were about a half a mile out. Good okay, luck, you we swim could, in that. Far. I could do that. <laughs> You forget Not who the I shape am. you were in. Not the well, Adonis you are. You would have had. That's right. The, the fish would have been following you every time you stood up and threw up again. Right. And then the fishermen would have been following me. They would have followed you. There were, you noticed there were no, almost no boats out there that day. Yeah, fishermen, sharks, whatever else. Is yeah. Well, that, that, was, a good, that was a good day. And we <laughs> yeah, did catch some lobster, by the way, yes, too. Yes, we did. Big ones, too. Big boys. Yeah. Now, wow. by, by the way, uh, on the uh, on the uh, YouTube stream, you know, and we're, of course, uh, World of Boating on Facebook, where right. I am monitoring the uh, conversations ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, uh, Linda says that it sounds like uh, you and Barry are an old married couple <laughs> and that uh, your and that your vomit has contaminated the ocean, Greg. The entire ocean. <laughs> now, look, entire- uh, you must give to receive. So I gave part of my innards to the ocean, and then I <laughs> received a uh, lobster tail in return. You, so this it's a circle your, of life. Your homage to Poseidon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, it happens to the best of us. You know, if you're a boater, you, you never know when this could rear its ugly head. Or stench, or whatever you want to call that mess. But I haven't been seasick in a long time, so I was kind of surprised it got me. But it was because of the rum tasting the day before. That's yeah, sure. Made me Blame a little it on bit the liquor. Susceptible. You've never been seasick, have you, Patrick? Yeah, I've been no, seasick. No, okay, we'll talk about that next and see who's the better puker. No, I don't think so. Uh, we'll do something else, maybe. <laughs> Not in the world of boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. We welcome to this huge yacht. Nick's standing there all sexy. Ladies. Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> Check this place out. I've been on a boat bigger than this. We go boating a lot in Florida. I'm a boater. I'm experienced. And I look great on a yacht. Hey, boy with a boater. Look at what you did. You made my heart go like a motor. And I'd like to take you out. Maybe give me a shout sometime. You gonna help him? This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information and talk about ways that we manage seasickness sometimes when we're out on our vessel. That's what happened to me this week. So uh, I have yeah, to the share. Num- the number one way you manage it is never take someone out on the boat that's prone to seasickness. Wrong. And, well, you know, I- like I said, if you would pay attention, I haven't been seasick in a long time. But it was just because of a little rum tasting the day before. Okay. Made me a little bit more susceptible. The fact that you hadn't said hadn't been seasick in a long time. I did say that. Still would lead us to believe that you've been seasick in the past. Many times. Especially when not performing for the camera, which means that you are susceptible to being seasick. Well, everybody is susceptible to being seasick. Wrong. No. Yeah, I don't get seasick. Not at all. You've never been seasick at all, Mike? Never. never. Wait, wait. You don't leave the canal. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm in the ocean all he the time. He lives on his go, boat. That I is go, true. I go okay. deep sea fishing 
all the yeah. time. Well, see, I, I've always been, uh, I've had issues with motion sickness since I was a kid. And when I first started going oh, out on geez. boats, I, um, you know, it was a big issue. I was like, how am I going to do this? I tried everything from Dramamine to these little wristwatch things that like uh, send electric pulses uh, through your body and like shocks you into not puking. I don't know how they work, but shock therapy. Yeah, but but they up uh, the voltage. They they actually work. They do work. Those things. They they did it for like uh, you know uh, women that were pregnant and are having you know uh, issues like that, and they've applied that to seasickness. I, I want to say it's like the relief band, the relief band, and I use that for years. But but what happened for me personally is that uh, one time I finally just said. You know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going on a boat. I had to cross the Gulf Stream, Gulf Stream, and we had literally 12 foot seas. It was insane. Mm-hmm. And I did that for 24 hours. I was sick as a dog. I was like, as soon as we get over to the Bahamas, I'm flying. I'm hopping off this uh, boat and I'm hopping on a plane and flying home. But uh, we ended up going into a port in the Bahamas uh, that was uh, they detoured. And diverted to this uh, West End. And I didn't realize I was still connected to Grand Baham Island at the time. So I thought, oh, no, I can't even go off and leave and get get on a plane. So I stuck it out. And, and, the, and the seas calmed down and ended up being one of the best trips I ever had. And, well, and through that whole process, what happened is I got my sea legs. And I realized, you know, when you get that sick for that long, which was literally 24 hours straight, you kind of... Get into this mode like, okay, I'm going to be good for 20 minutes, and I'm going to feel ill, and then I'm going to blow, and then I'm going to feel good for 20 minutes, and then I'm going to feel ill, and then I'm going to blow. And you just kind of train yourself or, or realize or find out what your threshold is, threshold, and, and, and that's what happened to me. So now I kind of know about what I can tolerate, and, and, if, and, and basically for me personally, it's usually about, you know, two to fours. If you get up into the four to fives. Uh, that's when it's like, all right, I better go grab, you know, some Dramamine or something or be prepared to, uh, to get sick and monitor. No, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly what you do next time you find yourself. I just told you what I do. No, I'm telling you, would you listen to me? Would you, huh? Do I have to? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So the next time you find yourself in, let's say 12 footers, what you have to do is you have, you, (laughs) you have to make yourself busy. Usually if you put yourself behind the wheel at the helm, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're in 12 footers, depending on the size boat, let's say you're in, will uh, not know, matter it, whatsoever. No, you will be too scared to be sick. No, You'll be you, too it, focused on oh. surviving to throw up. He, he's right because yeah. if you notice, you didn't get nauseous till after we stopped and we were just sitting there and you were getting your gear on. You were no longer just talking to CJ and us and looking at the water and pointing at the hotels. Oh, I've stayed here and I've stayed no, here. Wrong again. Once again, uh, what happened was because we had drank the day before, that made me, uh, it kind of threw me off my game a little yeah. bit. So maybe yeah, way you more said sensitive. you didn't feel nauseous until you we stopped. And idled, and you, yeah. And we had just yeah. the rollers that we were dealing with. But that had that's nothing. What, yeah. That, but that's I what mean, Patrick says. But it wouldn't have happened. Busy. I would not have gotten sick at all. If we had not been drinking heavily the All day right. before, okay. what you what been... lesson did you learn then, Greg? Don't drink. No, I just and, and what did I do? I, I was like, "All right, I'm going to get sick. All right, I'm going to blow at the surface. Then I'm going to go All down. Right, look, I blow we're, we're going to move. And, and it we're, did we're gonna... not interfere with anything other than making me feel a little miserable. You know, right, we got we got to move away experience. from this topic because I think we're turning off our listening audience. So they listen, don't like um, chumming. Come on, it's just a part of life hey, and fishing now, and boating and. 
Now, as we're talking, I mean, we want to start talking about boats and boating. Yeah. So I did want to bring something to uh, our listeners' attention and to you guys as well, because Barry, even though you've still got surprised, you might always be in the market for another boat. Mike, you may be in the market for a smaller boat for, uh, you know, just kind of running around in. And Greg, you may be looking for the boat to get sick on. Okay. So um, there is a raffle that will be taking place uh, with Titusville-based Hell's Bay Boat Works. Uh, Mike, you're probably familiar with them. Yes, uh, I know I am. They they build a, a really it's a fantastic lineup of boats. They have partnered with Captains for Clean Water, which is a Florida-based advocacy group, um, mm. for a raffle to fund its mission addressing the Sunshine State's water concerns. The grand prize is a 17-foot skiff. That's the first model in the new HBX Orvis Edition lineup, mm. which is a collaboration between Hell's Bay and Orvis. And this boat will have a 60R Mercury Racing Outboard, Rain Marine Electronics, Power Pole Anchor, Custom Sea Deck Floor Kit, a Boatmaster Trailer, and assorted accessories from Traeger and Yeti. That link, that story will be getting posted to the World of Boating Facebook page, and it will be on worldofboating.com. So I think tickets are about 50 bucks. Um, so why not take a shot and okay. put your well, money to some good use? There you go. What, what model was the name of that boat again? Uh, I feel like I'm part of the Hell's Bay and no, 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 Morris no, no, no. or something. No, no, I know what it is. It's, oh, it's the, a 17 foot. It's the new HBX Orvis edition. Oh, okay. It's not mm. even listed on there yet. I'm looking for it. So it's a flats boat? Yeah, but it it, nice. it, it is nice. And, you know, people, ah, 60 horsepower. Now, this is the racing 60 Merc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a surfboard with a motor, with a motor on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, kind of, you know. and it's a flats boat. So when you spew, yeah. uh, you can just. <laughs> squeegee it right off it's just not yeah. going to get caught in any kind of nooks and crannies and things like that uh. <laughs> <laughs> he's speechless that's what i do here well you know it'll there. it'll have seat it'll have custom sea deck in it so you know if you spew it can rinse right out and uh that's what I hopefully said. Yeah. won't stain it right never not my not my type all right well there you go go win a boat and uh thank us and invite us on your vessel go once you win, win a boat. it More coming up on The World of Boating. You're listening to The World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Berry, the boater, Mike the Mariner. Even Bill, the engineer, was planning to join us today, but he decided to take a mini honeymoon. I, I really don't know if that's really an excuse, though. You figure, I mean, you know, that's only the mini honeymoon thing is going to take, what, all of uh, 59 hours, or let's see, 23 hours, 30 59 seconds. minutes, and yeah, 30 seconds. So I don't know what he's doing, but uh, but anyway, we figured, okay, we'll give him a pass. So there, and we do wish him the best in his newly uh, married married life. Okay, so uh, we told you how to, you know, win a new boat. That's kind of cool. What else you got there, Patrick? Anything else exciting? Yeah, lots of uh, non-vomity stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, sorry to disappoint, Greg. Um, the second Publix 
And for those of you in the Southeast familiar with Publix, it's a supermarket. Um, for those of you who are not in this uh, geographic area, the second Publix that will be accessible by water hmm. is getting ready to uh, happen Open? down in Hollywood. Okay. That's awesome. Down there in No, Fort it's not. Why? Yes, What's wrong with awesome. that? Why is it, why is it not yeah. awesome? What do you got against Publix? Their regular car parking lots are enough of a mess. Now you got people that are going to bring their boats in to go food shopping. Come, What's the problem I mean, with that? Why? He's such well, a whiner. All right. Mo- mo- no, no. Yeah. It's yeah. not a whiner. Yeah. It's, being pra- it's being practical. And most practical mm. boat owners have already stocked their boat prior to leaving. I don't know uh-huh. too many people who get out on their boat at the boat ramp and say, honey, did you bring the whatever? Oh, no, oh, I didn't. Come on. Hey, I forgot the ketchup. You should be able to go to a Publix in your boat if there is one available. Sure. I mean, there's a, Tow it there's behind a your car and sit in it. It's you where shopping is a pleasure, Patrick. Come there, on. There's a McDonald's. Yeah, but boating is not. All I'm there's saying is their parking lots are enough of a mess. And now you got, yeah. I mean, you want those same, same type of people that, that can't park a car trying to park their boats at a dock behind a Publix? Uh, I want to go to a Publix in my boat. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. I am nothing There's wrong. a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's in Boca Ciega Bay with a dock. Really? You can pull right, pull, you can pull right up, walk right up. And okay. Get a, yeah, the the problem got a hankering for a Big Mac. Mac. Yeah. What's that, Barry? Most places, when you stop to get food, they are exorbitantly expensive. To have a Publix there, we can actually get World of Boating Radio Network. What am I? You fool me every time. Well, almost every time. Well, once or twice. Well, once, but it was a good one. Crazy on a ship of fools. Oh, crazy on a ship of fools. Turn this boat around. Back to my loving ground. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ship of This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, the original ship of fools. We are here to serve you and navigate the latest boating news and information. And bash on uh, Publix, uh, waterside <laughs> grocery shopping, evidently. Patrick, not a fan. I, and I really don't know why, but uh, I don't know. Where would you prefer to get your groceries then? If you don't like them. Or is it, or you just, you have a problem with any grocery store? Is that what it is, Patrick? What do you think? No, I just, I just don't, I think that being able to go to a grocery store, unless you're in such a geographic area that that's the only way you can get food, mm-hmm. um, I think that just making it available by water is convenient and uh, very well no, thought it, out. It's yes. not, <laughs> it's yes. not convenient. Hey, look, I want to go to a Publix in my boat, and I want to use a shopping cart that has mini pontoons on it. I like to it. To get my groceries. I'm, I'm Listen, with, I'm with you, Mike. You have, enough, <laughs> you, have enough, you have enough money, Mike, that you could call ahead and have it um, probably droned out to your yacht. Or you could call ahead. Yeah. I mean, public, <laughs> they do uh, phone-in grocery shopping, so you could probably do yeah, that from do. your boat as well and just actually, they, go by they, the dock, actually, they, dock and pick it up. Yeah, yeah. There are actually a lot of people here in this marina uh, that uh, use uh, the public's uh, grocery delivery service yeah. lift. 
So oh, there you go. Right. I mean, why, why, and again, my, my, my thing is, if you're out in a boat, you probably should have planned ahead and had your boat well stocked, unless you're in transit in a mega yacht, which again, should be well stocked. You shouldn't be running out of food. I can't well, see where I'm out on the boat and I'm passing by Publix on the water. It's like, hey, some Publix fried chicken would be really good right about now. Yeah. Let's pull in. That's, well, it's not that you have to be. I mean, if you're no, especially if you're on board the boat. If you're around uh, a grocery store, I mean, you can stock your boat, but I mean, you can only put so many things on a boat. That's right. You know? And you might get hungry. You may have uh, got out on your vessel and had yeah. a big breakfast and got sick and blew it all out. It's like, oh, gosh, I need to eat <laughs> something this afternoon. What are we going to do? Hey, mm-hmm. let's just go to the uh, uh, floating dock Publix there in Hollywood, yeah. Florida. I like it. It looks idea. like it's going to be on the intercoastal. It's going to be on the yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Be somewhat protected. And it's going to be near Margaritaville. So I can see okay. why they're doing it. Well, there you go. So yeah. uh, I don't know why, you know, I, I understand you. A good boater is always prepared. And Patrick's like, if you're not prepared, you don't deserve to have a Publix available to you. But I mean, so, you know, there's, there's, well, there, there's a good thing about this. What? Wait, let me explain real quick. All right. So quick, I, real quick. When I, I want to go out on my boat, mm-hmm. usually that morning is when I have to go get the ice and everything for the sandwiches and stuff I bought right. the night before. Yep, yep. It'd be a lot easier for me just to load the boat onto the trail. Uh, I mean, you know, tie the trailer up and just head to the dock, launch the boat, stop at Publix on my way oh, down, get wow. my ice and my drinks and stuff, and then continue on. That sounds very that, smart, that does Patrick, it, doesn't it? It does make it easier. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the difference between, you know, this, except for the fact that it's a much larger store, but you pull into any marina and they have a ship store that has basically convenience goods, including some food items. I mean, yeah, so good it's, point. Just, it's just we, that on steroids. I right? don't know, Patrick. You sound like you're in a minority today. First time ever, huh? Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll find us something we can all agree on, maybe. What else you have today? Well, there is a large fleet of yachts that is getting ready to debut at uh, Flibs. Uh, that story and all these stories and all the other non-vomity stories are on worldtheboating.com, World Boating Facebook page. And let me point out to the people that are following us on the Facebook Live stuff right now, I dropped that link into that Hell's Bay uh, Boatworks raffle. So they got first shot at it. So yep. another reason... You never know when I'm going to drop things in there like that. Like, you know, maybe uh, you can win a piece of Greg's vomit stained shirt that he was wearing while mm. he was out on Barry's boat, something like that. Or you can get a shot at winning a uh, Hell's Bay 17 foot skip. So, uh, one more reason to follow us on Facebook and uh, take part in the live stream. But right. down at Flibs, um, you've got a lot of yachts that are going to make their debut. Uh, the Magnus- Mangusta Grand Sport. Three, the Azimut Magellano 25 Metri, mm-hmm. um, Ocean Alexander, Monte Carlo yachts, uh, cruisers. Uh, they were already setting up for it when we were down there this week. You know, we saw them setting up for the boat show uh, when we were cruising right around. Oh, the yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's just a matter of time. But, I mean, there, there's some really – I'm really kind of excited to see maybe that, like the Viking 54 convertible, which we had talked about a few weeks ago. Um, so some really, really cool stuff that is getting ready to make its state their debut. Right. Um, if you're planning to go to the boat show though, there are some, uh, things that they've uh, set out and we probably mentioned this before, but we probably should again, that, uh, I guess they're only doing it at the Bahia Mar and the tents and they're doing it, uh, right there at the docks on Las Olas and they're, they're not doing the convention center 
this year or what's the other location where they have the boat show so no, that, that was it the convention center was the other place but i thought there was another location they're not going to have uh boating stuff in but it might it, just be around the boating or around the convention the EMR, center. pier 66 um maybe uh, pier 66 i don't fixed. think they're doing oh, they're it they're not there. doing it there yeah okay. so i i think those are the two areas that are going to be shut down uh for capacity is that right is that what you've been hearing too uh patrick or what do you know? Yeah, that and, you know, the water taxis, of course, because uh, now that everybody's aware that you get seasick and four foot, four inch yeah, ripples. Right, right. Yeah, you know, they're, they're not like, hey, one, one thing I did want to get to, um, and uh, I've been hearing this from a lot of boat manufacturers, and this may come as a surprise to some, maybe not to all, but for the 2021 model year, which started a few months ago, a lot of manufacturers have already sold out their year's production. Ooh, that far in advance. Wow. That far in advance. Hmm. So they know, they, they know how many boats they're going to produce in a year, depending on. Evidently you know, not the, enough if they can't sell yeah, any obviously. of them. Uh, no, no, this, this is, you know, again, you know, manpower, uh, the workforce is an issue, even with people uh, looking for jobs to get people in and get them up to speed and trained to build what is becoming a, a more complex uh, part to build, which again, fiberglass, uh, boats, mm -hmm. um, these are hand-built. A lot of hands touch, whether it's a 17-foot skiff or it's a you know 65-foot you know, fiberglass. It, a lot of hands touch that boat to get it to the end user. But the word is there are several manufacturers that have already sold out their upcoming this this model year's production. Um, looking at taking orders for the twenty twenty two model year, even um, <laughs> big challenge, of course, is the supply chain. I know that one canvas manufacturer um, had their best quarter ever. I mean, uh, amazing numbers. Does but that yet? But yet they made no money. What? What do you mean they, they made no money? They sold out and made no money? They they had financially best month ever in the history of this company. Right. Made no money because of the labor that they're having to pay, the extra that they're having to pay for materials to meet the demand. You know, in, in sales they did they did amazing, but they made no money because they've got their employees are working Saturdays and Sundays to fill the pipeline to well, get to the end user. Right. To the sounds like they got a problem with uh, the price point. Pricing. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, that's where you have to you, you have to charge a surcharge in a case like that, Patrick. If you're thinking ahead a little bit, it sounds like they got really a you you you. So you think boat manufacturers should be charging a premium on top of that? I don't think so. Yeah. It's supply. No. It's called supply and demand. That's what happens. No, the, the, but, you know, it, they, you know what the boat uh, charter operators did when we had the uh, fuel shortage, or when the fuel went way up a few years ago. What was it? Two thousand eight. Was that the last one? I forget. But uh, but a lot of the charter operators started. Uh, you know, they had to charge a fuel surcharge uh, to just keep themselves profitable because fuel was costing them literally double what they were expecting to pay so yeah. you know that does get passed along and if you don't pass it along yeah i mean you're going to end up uh, having a problem but if you're sold out and you don't have product to sell that's when the price has a tendency to go up that's just you know supply and but demand. again well there's that but again one of the 
other than raw materials, one of the challenges all the way through the supply chain from the boat manufacturers to their vendors is labor, is, yeah. is getting people in, getting them trained, and then retaining them. Um, and it is, you know, in my time in the industry, having started when I was a teenager, this Back in the 1800s, is, right? Yeah. This is the most challenging that I can recall other than when I first got in in 86, 87, which we were in the midst of a boom um, at that time. You got to love it, though. I mean, it's you have way too much business, more business than you, get, you can handle. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, so you depend on how you look at it, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's good. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast we have to stay away from the coast stay away from other people stay away from the other boats what then? South. We circle down to San Diego. Travis, Marines of Pendleton Navy at Coronado. Border Patrol. If they held the line in the military, are not going to help us. Before the alternative. Stop the damn boat. That's the alternative. If I stop the boat, it'll be drop folks off. Not take them off. When you miss a boat, the ship has sailed. You never tried. You never failed. But don't be fit. Don't be sad. Be happy, boy. You've got, you missed the boat, the ship has 
This is the World Boating. Greg, your first mate. They just uh, picked up The Walking Dead, by the way, again, after the big COVID break. So if you're into that kind of thing and... I know. thought that show was over. Heck no. It was over after season two. Wrong. Okay. They got two more years, but they've announced the end of the uh, series, but it still has two years to go, Barry. So you got time to catch up um, and uh, right, learn hey. about how to make your vessel a zombie apocalypse escape pod. That's basically now, actually uh, a couple, couple of Yeah. Well, there you go. Yes, Patrick. <laughs> what? Couple, couple stories we're probably not going to get uh, a chance to talk about, but they are on the World of Boating dot com Facebook page or World of Boating Facebook page and at World of Boating dot com. Who is, who is which, tapping on their desk? Is that you, Patrick? You can, making a bunch it, of racket? I don't, have a, I don't have a desk. You're tapping my, on my, something. Quit it. Stop it. My. <laughs> My whole unit is set up on top of yeah, my Yeah, I don't want to hear anything vintage, about your unit. My vintage, <laughs> Just, my vintage Roland synthesizer. Yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. Who cares? No one cares. Okay. So, um, how to escape from a submerged car. So, if you ever have that incident at the boat ramp where <laughs> you find out you wind up going all the way into water. Um, and also, uh, Toyota has, um, they've got a fuel cell. Uh, module that they've tested on a boat uh, more than 7,000 nautical miles. Um, this this is developed around Toyota's uh, fuel cell technology. It's hydrogen electric hybrid uh, in the REX H2, makes silent maritime and river mobility without emissions of CO2 or fine particulars possible. So that's on the uh, Facebook page and at worldofboating.com, which Please take a moment to uh, check out our sponsors, and if you're so inclined, uh, they are what keeps us on the air, especially in these very challenging times, so we appreciate your support with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wanted to mention that Josh, uh, who is uh, one of our top fans. He's watching uh, us on Facebook. We apologize. He's watching us on Facebook, but he he notes that uh, his store, they sold more boat accessories in three months than in the past three years combined. So he's a happy are, camper. He must be pretty happy about that. They are currently overbuying certain products that people are buying a lot of mm-hmm. and are searching on their inventory on the website so that they can maintain for at least the next six months. So, you know, it's it's that supply chain all the way down from the, from the boat purchases and then mm-hmm. the supplies and so on and so forth. Yeah, but that's a the good problem big, to have. He's pretty happy about that, isn't he? He is. But the okay. big, big challenge, for, for people who are buying new boats at this time is, again, dealers weren't prepared, so service is still probably the biggest dissatisfier right now in getting warranty issues taken care of, and even non-warranty issues. Okay, but you make so, it sound like it's a bad thing. I mean, I, I, that's what I'm trying to I'm say. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm, it's a I'm problem. making our listeners aware. But it's a good that problem that, that the dealers and manufacturers are having, is my point. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, Greg. Okay. All right. Okay. So having said that, um, we did want to talk about this boat explosion that happened down in Fort Lauderdale. We were there. Um, We didn't cause it, just for the record. But as this, well, it just so happened that you were there, but I'm going to let Barry uh, fill us in on the particulars. Barry? Okay, go. At at the same time that Greg was donating back to the ocean his breakfast Mm -hmm. at around 2 p.m., a 41-foot well craft that was docked, actually, they were filming video, some kind of music video. Uh, there were two small explosions, and then the boat just caught complete, burned. Everyone jumped off the boat. Mm. There were about seven people injured. Two of them had to be medevaced down to 
uh, Jackson Memorial's burn center, uh, and they only send them on down there when they uh, really need that. Well, yeah. I didn't realize they were shooting a video, but that's what was going on. That's what was going on. And when we went out to lunch that, that afternoon, we saw the helicopters hovering there. Right. And I said, that's not a good thing when you see helicopters not moving. Um, and that's what it turned out to be. Well, there wow. you yeah, from what from what I was reading, uh, you know, there were explosions. Then that the result of those explosions, several people were thrown into the water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Others jumped in. But here's the part that I mean, the whole thing is tragic and, and you know, it should not happen. We don't know the root cause. But here's maybe the most disturbing part, according to uh, the news source that I'm reading from. Yeah, is that the boat's captain took off. Fled the scene. Oh wow! Um, he, had, he was just like, "I'm out of here." They did catch him, and he was questioned. But you know, it's very suspect. I, I there, there. Well, there. Here's the thing: it, there are those of us who've been in boating for a long time and take the role of owner of the boat or boat captain, whether you're a licensed captain or not. They, you take that seriously. You realize that it is your responsibility as the owner of the boat as a captain of the vessel to make sure that everyone is safe. And if something unforeseen happens almost to a point, you are going to go down. You make sure everybody else is taken care of before yourself. You know, it's not captain first and everybody else last, Mm -hmm. you know, it's making sure everybody else is taken care of and it's bad when they go and just hightail it. Yeah, I don't know. There could be more to this story. Like the guy yeah. might have been uh, on the run already, maybe. I'm just guessing. No, I think you he know? was uh, renting out the boat illegally. Ah, well, once again, he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do in the first place. And so he was like, I got to get the hell out of here. But anyway, who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But just don't be that guy. And we'll just uh, end it this week on that troubling note. Till next time, remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is life better. Life is better as, as a motor. Come back, bear! Come back here, you barnacle-bitten swab! World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the World of Boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.